0: All right. What's up, guys? Cool, man. John Sentez, Cutter Nation Baseball. Welcome to the Cutter Nation podcast. First of all, if you have not liked or subscribed, this is going to be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch the video version or check it out, the audio version. If you want to support us, you can like, share a clip, put it out there. That will help. We have hats, all kind of affiliate codes. we will put that in the show notes. Um, my, I don't, you don't know about this, but I have my own glove recently. So I I created my own little, you know, know, this may not work for your strategy. We'll talk about that later on your Viral Moments, Um, which, by the way, before it was viral, you did it against us. I about fell out my chair uh, before it went out there. So that wouldn't necessarily work, but we'll we'll go over that. I hope you have a glove. I hope that you can explain I would like that because it's such a good move you know what I mean and the amount of people that kind of like yeah. <laughs> lose their mind because what you did anyway, anyway so anyway Mitch Lively he and I have been chatting a little bit on the phone recently I want to really get into his his process what he's doing Um, I played against you uh, for a while you know unfortunately we never really got to partner up but the way i see it in mexico where i didn't see two americans on any team much less you know together i saw a lot of couple of venezuelans yeah. a lot of dominican dudes that are together i never saw like two americans on the same team you know so of course yeah
1: exactly yeah you know Everyone how to like,
0: oh america english hi
1: <laughs> let's go let's go talk yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love
0: you, you know, I, I like everybody to, okay. you know, tell their story a little bit, but, you know, if you want to start off, um, I, I'll, I'll give everybody a little uh, rundown on the uh, baseball reference bio, and then I'll let you jump in. So, Mitch, six foot five, 250, my dog. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, it's Wait,
1: it's, was that 250? Yeah. 250? And I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm playing like 265. Oh that my, was like a college. Oh my they never gosh. changed it. <laughs> 250,
0: large human. That qualifies for large human for all you young kids. Uh, born 1985, I'm 36 or 37, Susanville, California. Drafted by the Rockies in the 16th round, 2007, MLB June amateur from California State, Sacramento. Mitch Lively, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, you know I I, I I go through this very impressive resume from 2007 and for all you kids at home that think that you can't do it let me just we went 2007 2008 2009 2010 2011 12 all the way to 23 which is of course right of course he is you know what I mean so um, I, I'm just so impressed by you but you know Let's start off. We, we got, we got where you're from. We got what we're doing. You know, hit me, hit me with, with the, the, the main gist of what, like how did you get there? Like first love of baseball to there. Cause I love everybody's beginning story. The beginning story tells everybody so much of like how you get there, Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like my, my story is actually a lot different than uh, most baseball players. Uh, you know, I fell, in, I fell in love with baseball when I was five years old, and just that was my love. But uh, actually, when I was a junior, I, I wrecked my bicycle, got hit by a car, broke my elbow, my left elbow. And um, I was I played football, baseball, basketball in high school, and this was right before football season. And I ended up not being able to play that year, so I taught myself how to kick and punt football. And it's crazy, but long story short, I ended up getting a full ride scholarship to Sacramento State on a on a um football scholarship to kick. So I took t- baseball doesn't offer very many full rides. So I took the full ride free education and they told me, Hey, you can walk on to the baseball team or you can just play baseball here, no problem. Cool dude, I'll do both. Like rad. And uh I go there, I play my first football season and this is in December, I go to walk into I go into John Smith. Uh, baseball office and I walk into his office and I say hey can I try out for the baseball team and he literally loud laughed at me and I almost out of the room like hey man like we've been doing spring or fall ball all year where have you been and uh, I said oh I've been playing football they said that you can play for us they said you've never even talked to a football <laughs> coach and uh, I go what position, what position do you play I said well I'm an outfielder and they go yeah no chance man and uh, I go, okay, well, here's my here's my number. If you guys change your mind, you know, these were the schools that were offering me to come play for them. Before I even got home 15 minutes later, they got a call. Hey, we heard you had a good arm. You're going to come out and try to pitch. And uh, so they gave me two weeks to get my arm in shape, and I hit like 92, 93, I think, my first time off the mound. And they're like, <laughs> you're a pitcher. So Whoa. that was my route. And then I played uh, four years ago. Four years of football, and then got drafted after my red shirt. I redshirted one year of baseball, but I got drafted after wow. my redshirt junior year by the that's Colorado Rockies. And then, uh been well, years since so then, you know. What about just,
0: little league, right? Take me from a little yeah. league to that amazing story. Oh my gosh! Could I, I I just couldn't imagine, like yeah, you know, and like you walk in six foot five, two fifty, and then yeah. like you're not just gonna like.
1: Well, yeah, I was I, I, oh, okay. four, i had been 90 pounds, but I was a twig. Everybody, you know, I was only 17 when I, I graduated high school. So my first three college football games, I was 17 years old. I was still growing. Six and uh, So a lot of the scouts and stuff, yeah, a lot of the scouts were passing on me and stuff because, oh, he's too skinny, he's too skinny. And I remember my coach, hey, look at this old man. Look at this old man. He's going to fill out. He's going to fill out. And then uh finally, I started working out, and I ended up putting on that mask. You're talking about Milo went up to 95, 97, and you know, just I've always had that will. When I was a kid, we'll get to when I was a kid. You were talking about Uh my dad was one of those dads with me all the time. Hey, play catch, let's play catch, or hey, Dad, can you throw me? Can you throw me until my hands are blistered or until I can't do it anymore? I mean, he never said no to me catching, sitting on buckets, hitting ground balls to me in the street. So my love for baseball started following my dad around playing softball, uh, pitch softball tournaments from when I was like three years old, following him around. That's really where I gained my love for, uh, for baseball, just watching my old man doing it. And it was just that something my dad and I shared, you know, it was just that time I got to have with my dad. So that's really what gave me my love into, into baseball. And then football is what ended up giving me my education and actually giving me, ultimately giving me my, edu- uh, an opportunity yeah, in the baseball field. That's an awesome story. I yeah. remember
0: going to softball tournaments with my dad as well um, and just watching him play the game. And he was like – my dad was like – oh, my dad was always like a logical, strategic guy, right? But he was like a little fast, uh, a little – he was the guy who would just like bat a thousand because he knew how to just like dump it over somebody. And so he would just be on first, and then the guy behind him would hit a double, he'd run a third, first and third, someone hit a home run. And I watched that probably like – 10 years of my life, and being like, you guys got this thing figured out. Like, yeah. you, you guys put up three spots like it's your yeah. job. And I remember being in high school and college and be like, why can't we just hit a little dumper, hit a little double so someone goes deep? Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, it just doesn't work that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's so easy, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, that's an amazing thing. I love that. So, you... A lot to unpack here, right? So... You, you Did you in your high school, right? You, you said you took yourself two weeks. So, did you not throw that freshman season before baseball, or were you like throwing the football around? Yeah, yeah. In college, <laughs> yeah, in college,
1: that freshman year, I actually moved away. Like seven days after I gra- graduated high school, I moved to college. I said, "All right, I'm going to go do the football workouts and everything is strong." So. I went down early and started getting there, but I was throwing the balls every day. I'm a punter, you know. I'm a real <laughs> athlete. So, <laughs> but it's, it's it's crazy because kicking is so much like being a pitcher, right? Um, as far as it's my leg, is my arm. So everything it was the same thing. Like you can only throw so many bullpens a day. You can only play so much long toss a day. So, you know, I'm kicking and I'm getting my reps in. Well, then I had sitting around for an hour of practice because we're not doing special teams or I'd already done the, the lump sum of my work. So I was always just playing catch. And so that's how I really kept my arm strength up with throwing that football every day. And so I, I, when I went in, I really did. I just needed that week to get the feel for the ball. My arm strength was actually probably stronger than I had ever told Um But I ended up playing my freshman year. And I made a decision to register my sophomore year just because I struggled with my football and that was what was paying for my schooling. So I just really wanted to dedicate myself one full year to the football. And then I went back my, uh, would have been my junior year of football and played my sophomore year of baseball. And ended up, And it's crazy because I was a closer, a reliever. I'd never pitched. And then my junior year, they moved me to a starter and and then they moved me to a reliever. I moved all around. And it was funny because my wife and I were talking one day. And she's like, man, were you good? And, and, um uh, in college? And I'm like, you no, what? I really don't remember my college career, but see, I, I just knew I threw hard, and I didn't really have a third pitch. I threw a, a subpar slider. I just threw hard. You could throw a strike. And I looked at my numbers. I'm like, wow, how the heck did I get drafted? <laughs> like, doing, I had like a six ERA. I'm like, how did I get drafted? You know, but I think it was strictly off of my size, my uh, potential, knowing that I was only 21, and I'm still going to continue to fill out. But, uh, I always prided myself my whole life, man. I've prided myself in outworking people. I mean, that's, that's why you've gotten to where you are and just your, you know, as a player, but also in your business is it's that mentality of, Hey, there's always somebody out there that's better than me or thinks they're better than me. That's trying to take my job. And I've always taken that mindset with me in everything I've done with baseball or and in life. So that's something I wasn't gonna. That wasn't gonna change the way I was as a player and what I took to my uh, as I held as a moral as a person. Uh,
0: uh, You know the the work ethic. You know I I don't want to sound like that old guy, right? But like you don't necessarily. I think every generation has that back in my day kind of thing, right? But like we didn't have the stimulus. Yeah. I try to explain these kids like we didn't have a phone. You know, so like as as you grew up. You learn your own obsessive compulsive issues and your ADT, right? Which is probably completely handled by throwing a baseball back and forth with a wall or another human. Right? That's, yeah, a lot of walls. Well, I've done a, right? a lot of balls on tees, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so yeah. you know, it makes sense, right? There's that one thing that I talk about, you know, especially with trying to educate a lot of these parents is like, you know, there is a way to like throw for your lifetime and there is a way to like play baseball even at a young age all the time like a lot of the other countries do it you and I you and I experienced what is in Mexico I don't know if you ever got a chance to go to the academy but I got to go to the one in, in Mazatlan and the one in Monterey and I'm like I asked I asked those questions and I was like well what's your schedule like and they're like what do you mean I'm like well how how does it how do you program your year and they're like well they just come Six days a week. I'm like yep. The whole time? <laughs> like they just I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. Dominican, Mexico, Taiwan, Taiwan have the same thing. They would have these academies where they would go they go and they get these young prospect kids and it's basically, hey, school for three hours and then baseball and they're living there. Like they're away from their families at seven to you know, twelve years old and they're training these facilities, to get their opportunity to play at the professional level, whether it's in their own country or over in the United States, that's ultimately the, the goal. And that's why we talk about, like, right. there's always somebody out working here. And there's always someone putting in the work. And I get that question all the time. Ah, oh, you played 16 years, man. You must be so good. I tell people all the time, do you know how many people I played with that were more talented than me, had a better arm than me, or whatever it be, that they they had this thing that they were a higher prospect and I outlasted them or whatever you want to say. It also comes to, right. do you want to be a grinder? You know, do you want to show up and do this every single day? Cause there's guys, they do it for four years and they're like, Hey, this isn't for me or, or they don't have that work ethic. And you know, they're just on God given talent. They're throwing 98 miles an hour as an 18 year old. And they don't continue that drive and that work ethic. And then the work hall, the work hall, being a professional of throwing 150 to 200 innings a year, wears on them for so them. The next year they're falling down to 96. And the next year they're falling to 94. And then next year, you know, they're, they're out of the game. So that's a huge thing is just that, that maintenance, maintaining to your physical body and training the way you throw. I couldn't
0: agree more. You, you and I talked a little earlier about our emotions and we're similar in our timing and what we do. Um, and, I know you see a lot of the guys that are playing all over the world. Um, I, I, you know, do you have any? Did you, you know, you playing in Taiwan? Like I, I've only seen things online, right? Obviously, either, you know, Taiwan, Korea, Japan—they have such early separation of their hands, and then they way the way they move down the mound—you don't know what you're looking at. It almost looks like it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And so right, like, exactly. what did you what's the craziest thing you saw in Taiwan? Mm-hmm. I know, you know, Mexico is easy. I could just, you know, I saw degenerates throw a hundred and not get off the couch until yeah. the seventh inning. Like you just that's all you did? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, Japan between Japan and Taiwan, I would say that they throw a huge lengthy bullpen. It's crazy. But you know, you were talking about the different leg kicks and everything and it ultimately comes to the 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 number one thing, which is the most important thing in pitching is their balance is unbelievable. Those guys will sit there like, you know, you got Cortez of the Yankees doing the leg kick, like everyone's like, Oh, that's so new. No, that has been going around forever, my man. Like that's not a new thing. He didn't he didn't invent that. He's just the, the first guy that didn't listen to somebody in a affiliate ball said, Hey, you probably shouldn't do that because it's different. It's like the same thing. You, you know my lineup, I have that that arm swing, and I do all that stuff. And I remember when I was in the states, and I was I was working on it because it honestly added miles an hour to my pitching. It added two to three miles an hour. And I remember having pitching coaches telling me, "Hey, I don't recommend you doing that." Like I'm not telling you not to do it, but I don't recommend you doing that. It might it might hinder you to get to the big leagues because it's something that's not that's not in the bubble in the realm. It's different. And I took that and I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I get one shot at this. I get one shot at this. And if this is going to separate me from somebody else, I'm going to do it. And so that being said, what, what works for you, what works for you as a pitcher basically is the, the foundation. It's all the same, correct? But so when it gets to arm slot and it gets to everything else and there's things that you can twist that might work for you and aren't going to work for me. So I, my thing is to kids, listen to things, try it. But it doesn't mean you need to absorb that idea. Maybe there's one or two things out of that instructor that work for you. Take those one or two things and everything else is hard. And over your time of working with different people or whatever, you're going to create yourself and your strengths as a as yeah, a I, I couldn't agree
0: more. We, t- we tell everybody here, like, I don't care if it's me, dad, Greg Maddox, Roger Clemens, like Trevor Hoffman, right? Let's not upset things. Yeah. i um, If it doesn't work, Hitting people in the head—look, maybe we shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like maybe we should have a little bit better of an idea on trying to like like time up this move with that balance, like you were talking about, and try to put it in the zone. It's got to ultimately go in the zone. If it doesn't go in the zone, then it's not going to work. And so that—that is the most important part about throwing a baseball when you're when you're pitching. It doesn't matter. Like you said, if you're Nestor Cortez, it doesn't matter if you know you're a guy in Taiwan, like in Ta- like if you if you go down the rabbit hole, you know, that it, here's here's my little hack. If you go to Google and you type in Taiwan baseball pitcher right and then translate it in google translate and then go back to youtube and search that then you can find videos and you can do the same thing on instagram you can find videos all over the place of almost any country you just got to know how to search in their language to find what you're looking for that makes sense so all right give me one second look like it's
1: not bad dude. It's, it's okay, bad dude
0: it's all good it's, all good. it's it got stuck too all right um, anyway, so we were dropping some unbelievable knowledge. I was just, uh, what I had said was, um, what's cool about where you play is there's a little hack where I found some videos, um, and what I did is I went to Google Translate, typed in um, professional baseball pitcher, and translated to Taiwan, and translated to Japanese, and then went back to YouTube and searched it, and just unreal, just really really a lot of information that goes on there and so you can just go watch these guys you know throw bullpens yeah you know i spent hours looking at that i mean you know i'm that nerd that's like okay the guy's a hundred kilograms or a hundred you know um oh my god what do they what do they measure down anyways it's a metric right yeah just just right just just switching things right and just trying to like compare by and like this dude's throwing ninety three. He's hundred and sixty pounds. Like what?
1: Five foot six, five foot yeah. eight. <laughs>
0: right, and I'm going like, okay, you know. And yeah. so those are the answers to a lot of these parents that they're, does my kid have a chance? I'm like, honestly, there's a chance. But to your point, are you going to show up every day and master the craft? Right. Exactly. Right. Find these things. Look for answers. You know and that uh, the one of the questions that i wanted to get to that that you asked that that i wanted to know is you know i always try to find what what are you doing training wise that is allowing you to do some of these things right uh did you see any of the balance work that they did that that maybe made sense to you that that was like oh this makes sense
1: yeah uh that and a lot of things that honestly like i don't like talking about myself honestly really but like the things that i changed a lot of my um, training, so let's say when I hit 28, I changed a lot of my training and actually my v went up. My, um, I'd say my recovery, my, my ability to recover as a reliever, to throw three, four, five, six days in a row in, in Asia. Um, also as a starter, to be able to bounce back on those four days to feel like you're 100% because you're going to have those days you don't bounce back the same. But I changed a lot of my working out to, let's say if I'm doing legs, single leg. So lunges, um, step-ups, split squats, reverse lunges, I changed everything to be more single leg. That way it's more stability and more um, more explosive and you're not favoring one side rather than the other. And that being said, also changing my my workout to more sports-specific movement, med ball movements, because we're going rotational, you know, I don't like to say that word, but more rotational and med ball slams and you know just pulleys and a lot of stuff so being more diverse in your workouts as well and not just you know there's programs over like hey just bench and squat and deadlift cool man like how's that working like it's not yeah you're going to get strong but is it useful to your craft and uh that with the asians i would see a lot of stability workouts i mean they're not going heavyweight a lot of the time and um but more explosive works and we talked about conditioning like you know a lot of the conditioning get, is getting away from the long I mean Nolan Ryan's one of is the best, one of the best pitchers to ever to ever handle a baseball and he says run long run long run long and like I said I played him three decades so I've seen the evolution of when we first started playing there was zero and conditioning zero like there was all right go work out on your own there's no instruction there was no anything all right I'm just gonna do curls because that's what I see online. And then you saw the evolution of, okay, organizations are getting one strength coach that balances around to every organization and he gives you some ideas. To now where you have a strength coach at every level, you have an overhead strength coach. So the, the, the workouts that are available to kids now, it's, you just have to not want to work out to have, to, to not have the information out there. We had to pick and choose and pick brains when we were coming up.
0: Yeah, for sure. There was no, there was no like YouTube fitness thing going on. That was like no, no. Just trial and error,
1: trial and error, a lot of trial and error, and picking brains from those. Are and that's the other thing I tell people. I said, no matter where you're at, what bullpen you're in, there's going to be somebody better than you, or there's going to be somebody older than you. Pick brains. So you're sitting there in a bullpen, and you got a guy. Let's just say he's he's two years older than you, and he's had the experience. Hey man, what got you to this point? What do you do? Pick brain, pick pick his brain on everything, his routine, the way he throws his pitches, the recovery. Do those things, and and it's you know a mentor essentially. But those are the things that are going to uh, send you off to the next level.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Look, like I was, I remember playing. You know, fortunately, I get talk to Sergio Romo, Oliver Perez, Urias. And, like, we just, like, talk cutters. It was wild. Like, they just wanted to, like, play catch with it, talk with it. And I was just, you know, I'm a big fanboy
1: when it comes to all that. you you got a pretty good one.
0: It's okay. You know, it's okay. (laughs) But it was just interesting listening to them talk about, like, how they did it. You know, and how what made sense to them. What was the... It's never like a technicality. The like, spin axis was 115 and it was rotating at 2,600. Like, you know, I like, When I teach it here, like, I always tell all the American kids, and I was like, you know what's really funny about a cutter? And they're like, what? I'm like, it's kind of a football, it's kind of a spiral. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of the idea you're trying to create, but you're mm-hmm. trying to spin it as fast as possible right you know and and so when they start getting these ideas and see it it's really fun to start seeing them taking over they're like oh that's it i'm like yeah you just gotta figure out where to aim it and then like now just adjusting
1: here to here (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. now we're just playing around with like okay early late like but we're still trying to go with it and so you know in in mexico it was kind of interesting because just watching all of them not have these resources but like still being unbelievably you know um just like ingenuitive and creative in their training. You know, like I in Mexicali, I remember watching their other starting pitcher the day after he started, do one leg and hops up that whole double decker thing. Like, and yeah. he would go up his right leg, down his left leg, up his right leg, down his left leg, and then switch. And I was just like, and then you do it straight up, side angle. Otherwise I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's unreal
1: if you if you have that oh i don't have a gym haven't that, well that's that's uh that's an excuse right right i i i played year round for 12 straight years no off season like two weeks is the longest i would take off and i've gone on especially winter ball i've gone on honeymoons i've gone on vacations with my wife in the mid-season that were booked because i wasn't planning on playing winter ball that year and i would tell these teams like hey i'm gonna leave for a week and they're worried i'm like no man, like I'm in Paris and Rome, and I'm opening up my suitcase, stuffing it with pillows, and I'm throwing a baseball <laughs> in my room, just so I don't lose my arm spot and stuff. So like, yeah. you're finding a wall, a tennis court, whatever it be, like you're gonna find a will. If there's a will, there's a way to get better, right? You know, like how many times have you seen kids? I mean, I, I grew up, I grew up painting a, uh, a square on the side of my garage. I remember, I still to this day I can hear my, my grandpa. He's no longer with us. But I still hear his hit. Hey, aim for the corners. Aim for the corners. Aim for the corners. And then I would set up a tower and I practice just piping it. All right, we're piping, piping today. Just throwing strikes, piping it. And then all right, now we're working corners today. We're working corners today. And it's crazy, man. Like it's crazy because those are the th- if you you practice like that. And this is a crazy story if you got time. But my grandfather had passed away. I got the news. My grandfather passed away. Didn't pitch that day. The next day I come out of the pen, and there's. Japanese scouts, I had no idea they were at that game. I end up throwing that game. I come out of the pin. I throw two, two winnings at strikeout six. And I could hear my grandpa the whole time in my head, aim for the corners, aim for the corners, aim for the corners. And I was just locked in, dialed in. Next, not even, I'm not lying. Three days later, I signed my contract and I'm in Japan. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, there's just things. Like, it's, you teach yourself. I try to tell people, like, the, you're you're trained to become an elite athlete. There's a difference between an elite athlete and an athlete. You want to be the elite athlete, you better train like the elite athlete. And that's not just physically. That's like mind and being able to self-coach yourself out there. Because as a coach, you know, I can't yell at you, hey, stay back. Hey, do this. Like, you have to know, hey, I just want one arm side high. How am I going to make my adjustments? Let's go through my three things that lead to that. Okay, I did this. And you're going to make the adjustment. So for kids, being able to self-coach yourself, is going to make you that 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 elite athlete.
0: Yeah, that's a I, I, perfect segue because I really want to get into, like, the fun part, right? Where I call it the Jedi to Jedi conversation. Um, you know, how would you describe yourself as a pitcher? Obviously, I'm a cutter guy, right? Like, I'm going to play off the cutter. But, you know, I've seen you use a bunch of different tools, but, like, your own brain, how do you see it?
1: For me, my, my strengths are my fastball. I can throw anywhere I want. Anytime, any count. I'm not afraid to go 2-0 to Odo guys because I know I can throw my pitches for strikes. But for me, I pound inside. People are afraid to throw inside. Even at every level, you watch the big league games and all they're doing is throwing this and they're setting up away. Guys are afraid to throw inside. Hitters don't want that ball inside. They want that ball middle to middle third, you know, or third away so they can really just extend and really at least unleash on you. My goal is I'm trying to just pound you in. I don't care if I miss and I brush you back. Then I can pitch off of that. But um, for me, just having number one a good fastball command. If you can't command your fastball, then nothing else, nothing else is going to be effective. Because if I know you can't throw your fastball and you throw a pretty good slider, I'll just sit on your slider because the fastball is not going to beat me because you can't throw it for strikes. So my thing number one is always establishing your fastball command in and out. And that's people don't understand oh well a fastball. A fastball's four different pitches. A fastball up and in is different than a fastball down and away. A fastball up and away is different than a fastball down and in. So depending on how you pitch it and how you tunnel it, it it can work differently. Now you were asking my strengths. In two thousand and nine I was actually um in the organization, I had the organizational award with the San Francisco Giants for um highest percentage of three pitches or less of getting guys out. Like, that was one thing they pushed when we were young coming back, right? Hey, get them out as quick as you can. And so that's what I went to. All right, I'm just going to pound you in, make contact. Whereas we know that's not what they want to get to the big leagues. They want to see strikeouts or they want to see a guy that can eat in, that can go. And as a reliever at that time, I needed to figure out how to punch guys out. So that's where I developed my split. And uh, in 2009, with I can't remember his first name, but I'm pitching coach Cooper in San Jose. And he helped me develop my split. And that pitch single-handedly saved my career.
0: Love it. it. Single-handedly got split. Do you got a a ball? Can you walk us through it?
1: Let me go grab one real quick. Give me two seconds.
0: Yeah, for sure. You're good. Mitch Lively, for everybody that is uh, listening to this right here. Mitch Lively is the famous um, hidden ball trick guy. Uh, on social media but I played against him for a bunch of years down in Mexico and this guy is just an animal. Um, part one of this is on the other episode I will be putting this together on YouTube and uh, Instagram here soon and, and we're getting are to get the release back out here but this guy's an amazing human wealth and knowledge here, so take some notes. I'm going to grab one too. I'm going to grab one too. One second. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Let's do it. Oh, you were talking about your cool glove. I got pretty cool glove.
0: There
1: you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hand knife. It's a Taiwan brand in Taiwan. So yeah, right. all my – uh Isn't they put a Venato
0: on it or what? Yeah,
1: I had them put this on. So every team I've played for, I've had them put this on it. I've never been a flashy dude, but I'm like, you know what? I was getting 32, 33. I I'm like, this could be my last one. I'm going to do it. So, uh, <laughs> so I went flashy a couple of years. The hand knife, if you're in Taiwan, I got a lot of followers there. Sorry, but – Hand knife, best love in Taiwan, and a reasonable price. Um, so I got my ball here. What do you want? What so do you? We through my split.
0: The, so let's go grip, and then let's go full thought process on like what you're trying to actually like. What, what? What is it? The feel, and then where are you going with it?
1: Okay, for, so on my split, I'm going horseshoe here. So I'm going horseshoe down. and I'm running my fingers over the top. And I'm trying to get both seams there. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, I'm trying to see how I got both seams there. So I'm trying to get deep as I can on both seams there. And so I'm trying to keep a stiff wrist the whole time when I throw this. I'm too close. Yeah. So maybe a little bit further back on the seams. Yeah. Right there where you can feel both seams pretty evenly on your hand. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking stiff wrist the whole time I throw this. Like people think you want to do that. No. I want to stay first, and I really want to stay and see that ball out in front of me. And I'm going to pull—it's more of that motion. So that when I come out, I want to feel that ball. Sorry, come out of my fingers this way. So it kind of rolls and tumbles.
0: Okay, so you're basically trying to backspin it. What what axis are you
1: on here? I, I'm I'm going, I'm I'm trying to go straight up, like as straight up as I can get. Sometimes we're going to naturally, we're going to get on the side and we're going to get a little, it's going to look like a slider, but ultimately if we stay on it correctly, and it's going to either come here straight down or it's going to run like a changeup, but harder. And normally this pitch, like, you know, your changeup, you're probably minus seven, eight. Most people, I'd say on a changeup like this, I'm trying to be minus five. So if I'm throwing 90, I'm trying to be 85, 83. If I'm throwing 95, I'm trying to be 88. You know, I'm trying to be in there a little bit harder. But, uh, so is it light? To... Does it
0: feel like it's light, or does it feel like it's
1: deep? It feels like it's deep. So I want to feel that deep in my hands, like almost like a fork, but not quite. Okay. And honestly, you can put thumb on there if you're not comfortable with it. You can put your thumb on the side, and that will really help it move this way. Yeah. Well, for me, I go thumb off, but I feel thumb off on almost all my pitches. So
0: thumb, um, that's not I, even thumb I got off. The, that's thumb
1: underneath that, the birdie, right? Oh, that's right, I I got a huge hands, so yeah. um, it looks like a ping-pong ball in my hand. But I try to go find right underneath. So it's just kind of under there. Like if I'm good, I'll get a little blister right here on my hand, but I'm just thinking arm speed. So for me, it's not, I can't get long. As soon as I get long, I'm going to lose my split. I want to think quick, quick, and then out in front, straight, no wrist. So it's quick arm path with this. You got to keep that same fastball action. A lot of people want to get real casty with it and, you know, reach out. No, we're going to get quick, quick hand in the back and then we're jamming it downhill. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was
0: going to, you know, my memory, uh, I have pulled up some videos and just watched it's funny how, um, how your brain works, right? Like I just watched a couple of videos of you throwing and I do remember you having a blurry hand. Um, yeah. That's what I, I talk about a lot of the times in creating velocity. It, you know, is is the speed of, of release is really you know significant to the action of any pitch, and and especially in the illusion of the fastball, right? Right. So, what kind of action do you get as it goes? Are you and what are you looking at on the catcher? Where what, you, what you're starting for?
1: So, I'm looking at the catch. I'm aiming right at the top of the kneecap of the catcher. So I'm trying to throw it. So it looks like it's a strike at the knees the whole way, and then it just tumbles down. Yeah. So they strike, 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 and then it tumbles down off of that. You know, because then and then you could throw your like that's the thing with the split. Like it's more reactions this way, this way. but then you could throw your fastball off of it. it. Depends on how I miss with my fastball. Like, Ooh, let's, um, let's go
0: into that, right? So so let's go. Let's go. Let's do
1: a little sequence here. I, I'm, a, I'm a big. I, I'm a big. So you you posted this. Sorry to cut you off real fast. You posted this on online yesterday. I think I didn't comment on it. Or I was going to comment on it. I didn't. But you were talking about pitch sequences. And for me, I'm not a pitch sequence guy. I am a person because if I'm setting up a hitter and he whacks the first pitch, what's the point in having a sequence? So for me, I'm more of I'm, I have my first pitch I want to throw, and then I'm reacting to what the hitter did off of that or how I executed that pitch. So, for instance, if I'm going fastball, let's say I have a lefty up, and I'm going fastball away, and I miss off the plate. Now I have so many options. I can either go fastball again, sneak it in there. I can go slider off that same spot back there, and he's probably going to take it because it's the same pitch out of the hand, ball, or I could throw my split out of that same tunnel, and I'll, I'll strike, strike, and it's a ball, and then maybe swing. So, for me, especially as a reliever, I, would, I don't like sequences. No offense. That's just me, personally. I know a lot of guys who do sequences. Um, I'm just always been a reactive person. I, I like to watch people. I would,
0: argue, I would argue that is sequential, but that's more of the chess match of what it is, right? right? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's an option. We're running an option offense, coach. That's all we're doing. Yeah, we're of are Yeah, right. Well,
1: that's, that's
0: the game within the game. That's what, you know, I, I totally agree with you. what i mean like you you never know you're gonna you're gonna throw one pitch in a certain thing and the guy's gonna react to it and now you're like oh this is the hole yeah yeah
1: go ahead sorry i'm sorry no
0: that's what i look for right it's like he does this i do that right that's the jujitsu thing like and how do i use it against him i need to show him three different things so the sequence idea is more like having a good playbook that you're rolling into a game with you you could execute from all the practicing that you've been doing in
1: the ball you know in a white right. exactly being able to throw your slider both sides of the plate. Right. Being able to throw you know different action in different locations with pitches. And that's the thing as a pitcher, you have to know your strengths. And more importantly you have to know your weaknesses. Because you know and that's a good thing to talk with your coach and, or with your like as a as a, as a as a student or a younger kid. Ninety percent of the time, I'd imagine that coaches are calling pitches. I, I would imagine, but maybe going up before the game and saying, "Hey, coach, these are my. This is my my two. These are my two pitches. This is my. I could throw for a strike in any count, and this is my out pitch right now today. Because there's going to be days you might have three, four pitches, and only two of them are working. Right. So if, if you're going out there and your coach keeps calling your fourth best pitch or even your second best pitch, but it's not working that day, and you didn't tell him, well, you're just hindering yourself. So, hey, coach, before I really got this working or telling the bullpen coach while you're warming up, hey, I really got this working. Let's, and get with the catcher, get with the coach, whoever's calling your pitches and having that plan before you get out there and not just being like, okay, we're just going to ruin you out here. Whatever he puts down, I'm throwing. No, like, know what your strengths are and your weaknesses as a pitcher day to day because they're going to change day to day. I've had days, I've had days I've gone out there and I've thrown a hundred fastball or I've thrown a hundred pitches and I threw 91 fastballs. I've had days where I've Going out there and throwing 100 pitches, and I'm throwing 70 sliders. Yeah. I, I have a day where I'm throwing 25 splits. I have a day I don't use my split. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, split. I threw three of them. It's in the back pocket today until I need it, maybe later in the game. Yeah.
0: Got so smacked. You know, threw three. Yeah, we
1: got smacked. <laughs> yeah. Or I threw it and it's just not even competitive, and I'm just wasting my time out here. So just having that's the one thing. We're stubborn. We're baseball players. We're stubborn, right? We're gonna be like, no, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. Well, there's going to be times you're like, dude, I don't got it. Let's just put that away, and let's go with one and two. Totally. So, uh, yeah, I just think a lot of – when you say sequences, a lot of people think, oh, I have to have a plan of how I'm going to throw five pitches in a row. And that's why, where I get – you know, I just like to explain that. Like, hey, there's sequences, but it's not – it doesn't have to be a three-pitch right. sequence. Maybe it's pitch-to-pitch pitch pitch sequence, like you discussed right. earlier.
0: Well, and, and and I think it's just a good basis, right? there. We, we I have this cool little sheet here. Um, at the gym, and I try, you know, it's just, it's for the kids to understand. I'm like, you know, you, you even just said it right there. The most common sequence in baseball is fast, fast, slow. No hands hand yeah. down, right? It, you, and, and, but to your point, I can be down and in, down and away, change up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that is still a version of something a hitter has to honor. If you think, It's fastball in fastball in split and like that's just, you know, a plan that works. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I love that. I love, you know, hearing the Jedi from a guy around there. So, so let's, let's, let's go a little further, right? Okay, so you're facing. uh, Let's go with a common guy right now you're facing Hoffman, right? This is right. Feel like the sequence is coming to play right
1: just so, just so you know, he's taking me deep twice.
0: <laughs> he's got one on me too. He's got one on me too. That giant human, right? Yeah. So I have my own sequence that is like what I call my strikeout Let,
1: Let's so, explain. Right. Let's explain this human being real fast. Yes, please no, go hard. ahead.
0: They've heard me say it. We've got, see if we, we've, see if our numbers are the same.
1: We've got a six six. 280 pound monster of a human standing up real tall bellinger from the right-handed side long stride Keeps the bat in the zone. He's not in and out quick. It's, low, it's not a long swing. The bat stays through the path, which are the guys that I tend to struggle with. Guys who can keep that bat in the zone longer are the guys I really have struggled with in my career. Yeah. Uh, the guys that are in and out, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're non-factor for me. <laughs> um, but I mean, we're talking pop, gap to gap, pop kind of guy. We're not, this guy's not dead pole. He's gap to bang out. He can take you off though. Real good off-speed pitcher, but can also get to the fastball really well. So that being said, now we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: and don't, you missed my favorite part. You know, he swings at 36.
1: Yeah. I played yeah. with him this year. Yeah. Amazing yeah. human being too. good human being.
0: Oh yeah. Every time I yeah. talk to him, he's so nice. He's the nicest yeah. dude. But I, I remember that bat. you know what I remember? Like, uh, like I'll, I'll never forget. So my, my I'll tell my home run story, it's my favorite one. So every time I face this every time, I did not throw him one first pitch fastball, right? I knew he was cheating. This is where my sequence brain comes in. And so my strikeout sequence, A-Rod, Hoffman, Amador, Bregman, you name it. I'm going cutter, 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 fastball up, up and in, slide piece down. That's what we're running.
1: That's what you're running? With a a, a big bat, ambush first pitch guy? Right,
0: right with that guy, yeah. guy right and and hopefully which it does on him right I either gonna yeah. take but the hand start sick now i get to right. the middle run it off all over dope no, got you right i right. never forget this one start in mochis this is before they did the stadium i, I it's I time him. through we're up to nothing we're in the sixth inning and I'm like, literally just crossing my brain as they announce him hitting. And I'm walking in the back. I'm like, I've never told this guy a first cheater, ever. I said, here we go. You just got to hit your spot. Let's do your thing. And I go 92, black, black. And it went over my head and sounded like a rocket ship. It, and I just started laughing. And I turn around and I catch it. Bang the top of the batter's eye in
1: and it was then it made this loud clang. I, it was just thirty feet beyond the uh, actual wall right. at four hundred, just on so yeah. you know. the it's
0: enormous. And he hit the top of it. And at that point it was kind of faded and I thought it was like cloth because no one had hit anything with it. And it clanged and I was like, Oh my god, that's metal. So I like there's like this <laughs> shot where it like catches me like walking off the back of the mound laughing. Yeah, and our and our pitching coach like comes out there all pissed off, and he's Cuban, no English, so we're translating through Sebastian Valle. and like he's oh, yeah. he, he, and you caught for,
1: he caught me for four years, man.
0: Oh, dude, he's a blast. Yeah, and uh, and I'll never forget. He's like yelling at me, and I look at Sebastian, and he's like, he wants to know why you're disrespecting the game, and you're laughing, and I'm like, disrespecting the game. And he's like, he's like, Yeah, he wants to know what you're laughing at. I was like, That's the farthest ball that's ever been hit on. And
1: I heard it. I didn't even see it. I just heard it. I didn't see where it ran, dude.
0: It was wild, man.
1: Yeah, dude. So, I remember.
0: You were like, We just want to make sure that you're still in the game. Next guy, we go slider, get out of it. They take me out, you know, pull me aside. to get me a talking to. I was like, First of all, I went six game up one run against these guys. Okay. So let's just talk about that. Okay. On a Sunday where the ball flies
1: the day game.
0: day game, like, come on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'll never forget that. It was just one of the most, of the funniest things, the farthest ball that I've ever set. So, yes. Like, like if, if you want to, yeah. if you guys want to go to that, down that rabbit hole on YouTube, go Hoffa Amador home runs on YouTube. And, like, somebody's put together, like, all of his Taiwan and his, like, Japan and, Japan and Mexico ones, and they're all just like, oh my! I, 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 I'll be on there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that. I'm sure you found mine too.
1: Oh I, 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 I tell people all the time, they're like, oh man, you're a baseball player, you hit home runs. I'm like, no, nope, but I'm giving up quite a few. <laughs> you know, people, are like, oh, you got up 22 home runs last year. I'm like, yeah, I did, man. Oh, that's not very good. I'm like, yeah, 250 innings. You're right, that's not very good.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah come remember. on, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All, right. All
0: right, so what are you doing so, him? What are you doing?
1: So for so you, it's different, right? You said you're going cutter. For me, so you're talking, you were talking, can I just step into something like my mindset as a pitcher when I'm going into a start is I like to look at right, left, right, left. Yeah, that's cool. But I want to know who my first pitch swingers are. I want to know the guys who are my high, 50% or higher guys that are going to, Try to ambush me because that being said i'm either going first pitch split depending on who you are or i'll go fastball me you see me pitch 90 percent of the time everybody in the stadium knows i'm going to throw you a first pitch either but that being said if i know you're a, um if i know you're a first pitch swinger i'm going to throw that ball right here up and in top of the zone strike maybe even a little bit above or a little bit in but i want that top of the zone because even if you're ambushing, you're not looking there. They're looking for that down, that ball to get down onto. So I feel like that pitch, I get a lot of guys early that are overly aggressive to pop up, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, so for totally. for, for just that, I'm going first pitch, top of the zone, top quadrant right here, I'm going trying to go strike. If not, then I will adjust to that depending on the swing. And then if I get a strike, I'll probably go back in there a little bit further in for a ball. If I throw a ball, I'm probably going to go slider down in the way. So then I'll go here to here, slider down in the way, and if that's a strike, then I'm wide right open again. If I got a 1-1 count, if I have a uh, an 0-2 count, I'm probably going to go split out of that same tunnel as the slider, or I'll go fastball down in the way out of that same split, trying to lock him up looking because he's probably looking up and in again. So for me, it's all on how I execute that first pitch. And um, – you and I talked about this on the phone a little bit, how when we were when we came up, I'm going to try to get up a little bit higher, but when we came up, we were taught, and a hitter, you want to throw in here, right? right, in that window. Right. That's the, I, I want this movement, I want that the arm, movement. The arm, the
0: arm race,
1: right? right. Yeah, and I, I want that. Well, that's all cool and all. When we were coming up, it, it was effective. Now everybody wears, from middle league to everything, wears these big arm guards. So for me, this isn't non-competitive pitch anymore because everybody just does this. They do this, and they don't want that. So I change. Everybody has their hands, wherever they're going to have their hands. I want that pitch. If my brush back pitch. I want it right up the their hands are. So I want where their hands are going to be is where I want it, because I want that. I want that movement. For me, that's the movement I want. This movement isn't really effective anymore because of the arm, unless you're down at the knees with it because then you're moving feet, and then we're right. good. Yeah. But for me, it's still not the home. I'm not trying to kill somebody or end their career, but I'm also trying, you know, to just move them back a little bit. Right. So that up fastball, just getting those hands sucked in, opens up everything away for you or doubling back up in there. So for me, I'm, for Jeffette, I'm going fastball up and in first pitch, and then I'm going off of that. I might double back in or I'm going slider. I, uh, I made the mistake one day where I was like, oh, I'm up to our first pitch up and in, and the catcher calls, hey, front door slider. And I'm like, okay, I've been throwing him in all day. Like, all right, cool, I'll him the first pitch. I literally throw it, and I just see him, like, remember a little big uh, uh, rookie of the year, he throws it, and the guy's like, doing that? I literally saw that, and he hit it, and I just look at him, he's running the bases, and he's just, like, smiling at me, because we were teammates that year. And he's just, like, smiling at me, like, you son of a gun. But, um just, like I said, setting up whatever you for setting up pitches and not being afraid to go. Like, I know everyone's like, hey, strike one, strike one, strike one. But this is where being able to throw your fastball 90% of the time for a strike, or being able to throw it will come in so handy. Because I'm not afraid to go one Because I know I'm going to come back and get that strike. So if I press him back, that's done its job for me. Right. That's done its job. Because I know I can come back in and I can flip a slider in there, even if it's just a down in the way, worst case, he shoots it to the right side. Um, that comes to knowing your strengths, again, like we talked about, knowing what's working for you that day. But for me, the up fastball, for guys I know that are very aggressive, I like up and in, fa- up and in fastballs. It's a good pop-out pitch. Um, for you, your strength's a cutter. So it's maybe a front-door cutter, depending on who it is. But I like you, like you said, down the way. He's cheating to that fastball, and now he's getting off the end, and you just got a ground ball. So I'm not a cutter guy. So that, for that, for me, that doesn't, that doesn't play. But for you, you have a plus cutter. I would throw that all day long. Yeah. until he, he can hit it and then you can run inside
0: so the first thing that i, I that kind of led me in there was do you know your numbers on your gear, on your gear? like spin rate yeah
1: uh 20 24 26 100 oh, that's yeah. the
0: real answer kids there's the yeah. answer he's six five right probably what at least high six eight
1: six eight yeah, yeah, six, eight, eight six, nine. So, because I'm
0: really high, I'm real
1: high, really high over the top, so right.
0: So, 26, yeah, I'm I'm like seven foot by the way. So, like, not a one of these yeah. are cutting. It's like we're we're coming from the heavens. I was a huge downhill, yeah. like, that made the most yeah. sense to me. Like, hurting, I like the what, idea of vertical, Yeah, anyway,
1: that's what people they say, man. They're like, man, you're you're anger on your ball. Um, they go, it looks like you're going to spike it and it's going to hit the ground and it just plateaus yeah. and it runs down. And, yeah. and that's the other thing. <laughs> if you have that angle and you have that spin rate, yeah. even if you're throwing 85, 86, it plays 90. Oh, for sure. If you're throwing 90, 91, it plays 95. Like people are like, man, you look like you're pumping today. I'm like, yeah, I was 92. You know? Yeah. Like it doesn't. But, but also, okay, so like, I
0: love that, I love that. You just brought up a good point that we talk about all the time too, right? So this is where, like, I don't know how to explain this, but I think the measurement of velocity is wrong on a fastball. I don't think it should be miles per hour. I think it actually should be something closer to what they do with the missiles. In missiles, they do, uh, they do meters per second. And because, like, your 92 and my 92 are different but the same number especially with the approach angle, but also extension. So like, I'm a seven, two, seven, three extension guy and you being six, five, you have to be close yeah. to that, right? Yeah, so the like Str- Stroman, one. yeah, yeah, Stroman throwing a 93 mile an hour four seamer at five foot extension is in the air so much earlier than, than right. right there. So, you know, just to right. describe your fastball a little more for the kids at home that, that follow us. So we, we got almost elite extension, but right, I believe Elite Extension, like, DeGrom's got something crazy. It's like eight or something. He's,
1: yeah. Real, yeah, he's, that, he's unreal. Yeah, eight, he's unreal. eight,
0: eight, dog? How you eight?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, um, I remember playing against him and DeGrom and AAA, man, watching those kids at 20 years old run rail
0: Yeah, right, for sure. Um, yeah, the guys you've played with, my goodness. Um. So, anyway, so – Elite extension, he's getting out there. Plus, it's spinning twenty five, twenty six hundred. Major league average is like twenty two hundred. So, I, I like to talk about the jump to that, right? So, and then, do you know what your tilt axis is? What do you? My
1: my my efficiency or my
0: like the angle of spin. I'm
1: one one to one seven.
0: Right. Right. So you're you're the ball's basically spinning like there.
1: Right. yeah yeah i i'm, I'm trying I'm trying to get as close as I can to twelve this to I want as much backspin as I possibly can. Sometimes I might get on the side of it here, but i'm trying to think I want this ball coming out of my hand sorry I'm trying to get it no, I want that ball coming out of my hand as much this spin as I can get i don't as soon as I get this, I start getting losing a little bit of control and you start losing that extra gear that you talk about that we talk right, about. Right.
0: The, the speed of release, the spin, yeah. Exactly. exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, that's, that's this, this all makes sense. Like, I didn't know, you know, when we were playing, I'm watching from the pen, I'm just watching that ball, like, especially in Overgo, I remember, like, just watching, that's such a good angle to watch a game from that bullpen. Done unreal,
1: I Yeah, um,
0: it, it, like, just watching it carry. You know, as it goes, it just looks like it's floating yeah. through the catcher, and that's where yeah. you start wondering, like, well, like dudes don't give a shit if it's 92 sometimes, but sometimes they do, right? But I mean, yeah. just putting all the pieces together, that unique pitch profile on your fastball it makes sense that that would be your, you know, 2600 is very hard to get on top, especially like you're saying, you could have it maybe one o'clock, but it also might turn of a one thirty, have a little more arm side than what it is. Maybe you yeah, guys right. one a little bit, and it's got a little jump to it, you know. So there's a lot of yeah. really good things that go into that pitch. So it makes sense while you're fast. And then, so breaking ball, slider or curveball?
1: I throw a slider. I throw a slider. So I throw, it, I throw two. Like it, it's almost too different the way I throw it. But my back door is more like I'm trying to steal strike, so it's more like that short little cut, yeah. like off of a off of a miss, right? Like I miss the fastball way. I'm trying to, and I want that small. So on that one, I'm thinking I hold my slider like this. So I, I get on top of the seam here with this finger. And this other one i'm running right here on the scene here and i'm literally just thinking when i throw it back there i'm thinking almost curveball where it comes out of my hand here so i'm almost okay. like getting that's little, it there now that's a
0: little cutter sir sir that's a little cutter I,
1: it, it's a little it's little cut the cutter there. it's like a cutter but man it's, it, it, it's a slider the way it moves um, it's, we, we everybody
0: words it doesn't matter whatever you want to call it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. It moves. Yeah. So then if I'm going over this side and I want that bigger swing and myth, it's the same thing, but I'm getting a little bit further on it here and then I'm staying on it. Like we said, it's fastball, 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 and everything's coming here. Yeah. So I want to feel that same there. It's not people wanna create. People want to create with this. It's all it is is that wrist. It's fingers. So you're just making it from here. It's that different. Right? Mm-hmm. People want to start creating and start getting this. And as soon as you start getting that, it's just gonna start and so it's all staying on fastball. We're out in front and feeling that ball coming out and using that pressure of it, using that pressure of it coming off your finger really, really well. Nice. But so that comes to the same thing as our split, right? It's all finger pressure. Like, how am I using my finger pressure, right? Am I, am I wanting to run that way or if I'm running it that way or do I want it going straight down? Like, it's all finger pressure. And the only way you're going to do that is reps. Yeah. Wrap, reps, reps. reps, reps reps. Yeah. Raps, reps, 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 reps.
0: So that. that- that gets me good transition there. We 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 have some more commonalities in training. You said something to me about you know you beat the f- fact that you played year round, basically having six to eight weeks in between seasons. Can you explain your process? You know, because like you throw two fifty. I remember throwing my first two hundred and being like all right uh, we gotta leave in two months right yeah there has to be a certain level of mastery and information that you have about it you' some light you can shed on how you were able to stay velo high right because like i never didn't see you throwing 92 93 and then you just told me you were 95 97 so that's even yeah. more exciting so like yeah and i'm sure you're there now too like you know on everything that i see so yeah, i'm was, not there 99, 99 now yeah. But, What's the secret that you feel like was, was being able to get you to throw for this long in professional baseball?
1: So I know long toss is huge for people. I never got into it, like going like foul pole to foul pole, never really got into it. Um, the years I did do it, I did notice a difference in my, um, it was more of my off season training. I never, never in season would I long toss, but I noticed a big jump on that. But for me, I always went a minimum of 120 feet every day. So I'm going 120 to 160 every day, but I'm on a line. I'm never, like, I'm never just lobbing the ball like, oh, here we go nice and easy. We're not going nice and easy, right? I was always like, hey, I'm going to throw this ball on a line because everything we do is on a line. We're never lobbing the ball. So I've always just, with my catch, is play catch on a line and also having a, like, I take my catch very seriously. I always have. I don't like when you're sitting next to guys and they're just talking, oh, remember when you were out last night or, hey, you got this going on. Like, this is, as a pitcher, playing catch is your only time to get yourself better. That's really the only time that, as a pitcher, we're doing our craft to get better, right? We don't have the luxury of hitting off a tee or hitting hitting, uh, off a pitching machine. Like, playing catch is our workday. We have other drills that we can do that is okay, we can do towel drill and we can do like soft balls down the mound, but that's not getting the reps of actual pitching. So when you're playing catch, playing catch with that purpose and actually, hey, have that conversation with your catch partner. That's your best feedback right there is your catch partner. Have a consistent catch partner that you play with catch with every day. I, I, I come into a team, hey, you're my catch partner. You're the, we're, we're together. There's no, you're going to someone else today. If you're going to be my guy, we're every day because, I'm going to see your arm saw. I'm going to tell if you're sore because I see you play every day. If I see this coming down, hey, Ben, you barking a little bit today? What's going on? So getting a consistent catch partner, but that's where you're getting your work. So taking your catch seriously because it's the only time you get to really get better other than your bullpen work, and your bullpen work maybe twice a week. So I'm throwing 120 to 160 on a line with a purpose. Now off season, we can go our long toss because we're building arm strength and we're doing all of our shoulder whatever that be right everyone's different but for me playing catch and let's say you have a catch partner that didn't want to go that long today heck there's always bp i stand in left field and i get every ball that goes to left field and i throw that thing on a line for the guy doing the bucket That i get my extra throws in people are like man you're crazy you throw all day i'm like yeah that's why you're sore all the time bro like you throw a you throw a 40 percent effort bullpen and you play catch, lobbing the ball with no effort, and then you think you can turn it all once a week yeah. and and not be sore? No, man, you gotta train like you play, and that that's the way I've always gone about it. I, I don't know if you ever seen me bull, bullpen, my bullpen full uni. I
0: did. I
1: am full uni, like, and I go full uni, but I always miss, mismatch. Like, I'll wear like the white jersey with the the dark pants. Like, I just mess around. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. Uh, that's the other thing. Guys are throwing 20 pitch bullpens and they're like, okay, they see me and I'm throwing 60 pitch bullpens every time. I'm going first 20, just, you know, at 60 to 70%, getting the feel for everything. Then I'm going another 20 where I'm like jumping on it and we I'm just working on my stuff. And then I'm going 20 pitches where who do I got in this lineup? I'm facing, I'm facing the Giants. Okay. I'm going to have three at bats with runners in scoring position. At bats against their top three hitters, lefty a lefty a righty, or and then I or I go two lefties and a righty, vice versa. But if you can already visualize it and you've already done it, by the time you get into that situation, it's just like clockwork, man. I've always, like people are like, man, you're crazy. You train like that. You train like that, and I'm like, yeah, well that's why I go seven, eight innings, and you're gassed after five, bro. Like I train differently than you. My arm's ready to do this. My body's ready to do this. That's why you're able to throw 150 live BP's to kids. Yeah. Because you train that way if you were just lobbing the ball at 90 feet twice a week and then throwing a 26 bullpen would you be able to do what you're doing no chance no chance so for me it's just the reps it's reps 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 like having that purpose when you play catch throwing through your guy not throwing to him throwing through him on a line having the feedback conversation with your catch partner i work out at my junior college here uh I'm from Susanville, so it's Lassen Community College up in Northern California. But I've been working out here for the last nine years, and I've had the same catch partner. He, he's a young kid. I started with him when he was in college, and now he's actually one of the coaches there. And he went on to play. And, but, like, kids will watch us play catch. The kids will literally watch us play catch, and they're like, why don't you guys talk to each other? I'm like, because, bro, like, that's where you're going to get your feedback. My my pitching coach is watching 20 other guys play catch. You think he has time to watch me? Right. So, that's you got to be your own pitching coach and your friend's pitching coach to really build off of one another um and that's another thing i always in my catch always in my clutch playing 21. you play that ever three oh, yeah. two one oh, yeah. i always in i always in my catch playing 21 always every day of catch we're playing 21 because it's that fine focus like we have focus right like people thought be focused be focused. well what's focus what are you telling me to focus on Like when you have that fine focus of what I'm actually focusing on, okay, I'm focusing in for this head right here, or I'm focusing for chest. It's a whole different focus and you're getting your mind trained on a daily basis of that game. Like, like we said, throwing is when we're playing catch is our only time to get better. So we're also training ourselves mentally while we play catch as far as having that competitive, it's also competitive, but also having that fine focus, mental, mental fine focus of why we're playing catch.
0: Awesome. So those, are, those, are my, those are my secrets,
1: man. That's, that's right. it.
0: Yeah, so, so you you just haven't stopped throwing. Right? Yeah. What's the longest
1: you've taken off? Yeah, six weeks. Six weeks, and I felt like I got hit by a truck. It took me two months to get back in the shape. Oh, it was never crazy. again. Never again. But I did, it, was, it was this last year. I got done with winter ball, because normally I leave, I'll leave i finish a winter ball season, you know, playoffs mid-January, and I'm gone February 1st in Taiwan, and I'm starting spring training, and I'm just going with it. And last year, I didn't have a contract, so I was going to Mexico, so I took off. Um, I made it the whole year, so February 1st to March 20th, I took off. And, I mean, I was playing, I took I, think I took five weeks off of no throwing, but was working out. Oh, my God, it was miserable, dude. I could not find my arm slot. I was 87, 88 for the first couple spring training games. But it's crazy. When you find it, like, it's always come back to me in a dream. I'll have a dream where I'm like, okay, front side, and I just feel it in my dream. And I'll call my wife. I'm like, I had the dream. She's like, All right, you're good. Then next day, I'm back. To, I'm back to where I need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But like, it's like riding a bike when you do it every day. Yeah, it's, it's you jump on a bike. You haven't, I haven't ridden the bike in five years, but I promise, if I jumped on one, it might be a little wobbly for the first five minutes. But after that, I'm gonna be dealing. With eating. You know what I mean? It's just training yourself to where it's automatic, man. Like th- th- we talked about the the athlete and the elite athlete. The elite athlete doesn't have to think of the, think about the to small thing that a regular athlete has to think about right i'm thinking about the the long-term big things like i'm thinking okay how am i adjusting to that pitch where the 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 regular athletes thinking okay i've got to be mechanically sound here an elite athlete isn't thinking any of that none of that he's thinking
0: about dude you're not taking food off my table
1: that's what, that's what my wife and I, I tell my wife all the time i say when this guy steps in he's trying to take food off my table man i've been doing this for 16 years this is how I'd provide for my family this is the only way i've made money in my life It's throwing a baseball i've been blessed but this is the only way i know how to provide and i know i'm better than you and i outwork you and i'm going to beat you and if you beat me boom there you go brother congrats
0: yep love it love it dude, dude that's awesome i think i think we got it we nailed it we've been rocking for about an hour yeah uh buddy you're, you're an amazing human i can't wait to follow your journey you know as, as you as everything continues like i appreciate you taking some time on here and sharing some secrets and and you know talking pitching you know because you know you go mlb network and you get online and like just like what you said like, i could give two shits what your mechanics are you know what i yeah. mean i really really could the process is what I want to know about. What are you thinking when we face the same guys? When you face the same guys, you have commonalities and you don't, you know what I mean? You face you, you
1: you, you you somebody different than the way I'm going to face them. 100%, you know
0: what I mean? You know, and, yeah. and the, that is what is the best about the game to me. is like everybody's got a different way to do it, you know, and, and their success is solely dependent on their execution and their game plan and what they're doing. and the best pitchers that I ever played with or saw, like yourself, seem to have a pretty solid game plan. You know? Yeah. And I just don't hear that talk online all the time. I might hear back leg extension, force play,
1: track. Mechanics. Band. Mechanics. Yeah, when,
0: mechanics you know? when, I'm
1: on, when I'm on the mound, <laughs> that's what bullpens are for, man. Bullpens are for for going through those process. When I'm in the game, mechanics like that we talked about. Like I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking of my plan and how am i executing this plan i'm not thinking about mechanics because it's so drilled into my head that's just non-existent to think about that when i'm pitching i don't have time for that i have so much other stuff going on right so it's going um, right there yeah sure. <laughs> yeah um but awesome. we're going to have to get together again because i've got to teach you the old uh oh yeah dude oh,
0: yeah. oh yeah yeah you know before we go can you walk us through that that's what, what I forgot about that. Let's do that real quick. So, I was when you stepped away mm-hmm. earlier. I kind of told everybody that like that was your viral moment. So like, like I said, you did that against us. Yeah. And I remember like, did you? I and of course I, I'm in the dugout. Like. That was when
1: was, you were in Laguna, right? Laguna. Yeah. In, no, yeah, no, no. I was
0: in Tabasco. I was in Tabasco. Tabasco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you did it in Tabasco, and I remember being like, "Did anybody see this?" And yeah. like, nobody. I was like, there was only I was the only English-speaking guy anyway. So like, I didn't yeah. know how to. Mira, mira! Like I don't, I can't even explain what he did in Spanish. It was in one hand, and then it wasn't.
1: Anyway, so I've done this, I've done this three different times in games, just because it's like we're playing baseball, man. Have fun, you know what I mean? Like, well, <laughs> like it, I've been doing this since I was five years old. I'm gonna have fun while I'm doing it. And uh, so the thing is it's called the hidden ball trick. Absolutely, you saw the kid that did it, right? Yeah. The kid that ended up going viral. I wrote on his thing. I was like, "Dude, you pulled it out perfect." But he's like, "Thanks, man." And then, like ten minutes later, he's like, "Yo, you're the guy I got that from." <laughs> <laughs> but so, I do a regular windup. Sorry. So I have a windup just for the backstory. I have my regular windup. I go here and I go around like this, and then I come up. with Satchel Page, right? Like, like Satchel Page used to. So what I'm doing is thumb my fingers out. So I go finger guard. That's another thing. Like, people go out. don't know about tipping, but maybe you're digging and you're moving your foot. I can pick people like it's nobody's business. Yeah, for sure. But but we able to do that. So I go back behind here like this, and I put in the ball behind my finger like that. So it's like that. So I'm back here like this, but when I pull the glove up, I'm not pulling the glove up this way because you'll see the ball, correct? Right. So I'm pulling the glove like this where I should you the pocket. So you can't see the ball. Can't see the ball. Can't see the ball. Now you can see the ball. <laughs> so you're going back like this, and you legitimately just come up the side here. Come up, boom. There it is. I'm showing you it. Da 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 da. Boom. There's the ball.
0: The 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 wave is my favorite part. Oh okay. By far. That, my part. Hey man. Like, it it so, now it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah watching that live and, and they're like and i'm half, you know here at tabasco half our team wasn't even present for what was going on i trying to get somebody's attention and they were like no he he can't do that i'm like I, mean, I don't know we're in a different country y'all don't play the same rules that we play i don't know if you're allowed to do this
1: so i had been i had been, been working on that for like four years like actually practicing with it and everything and then in um uh in 2015 i got released from laguna and it was the last game of the year. I was in Reno, It it's just an amazing city. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was a bad situation. The team I was on, things like that. It was the last game of the year. We're in last place. I'm closing out the game. And I'm facing my old team. And I have two outs, O2. 02. I'm like, winning in Mexico, man. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I literally did that. And I piped it, 96 down the middle. He looked at it. And literally, I'm walking off, off. And he's like, looking at me, like, kicking his gloves off. Like, what the heck was that? And I'm like. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, yeah, but then I, I did it against you guys. I did it in Venezuela and then in Taiwan, the one that went viral as well. But that one, that yeah, Empire sure. called time. So then Power Calls Time, it was in the All-Star game. Everyone's like, oh, he gave up a double. I'm like, dude, it was an All-Star game, number one. I lobbed it in at 81 miles an hour, and the guy popped it up on a dead ball. Like, who cares? And I was just laughing at the umpire because it's like, yeah, man, cool, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm all- <laughs> oh, 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 out here having fun, man. And they're like, Big baseball fun, you know what I mean? I know. I
0: love that. I love that. Awesome. So, kids at home, pull it off. You know, shout out Mitch Lively. Obviously, if you just post a video and tag him, he'll comment back. Especially if you pull it off. So, let's yeah. just now that now that we're calling, um, we're throwing kids out for having fun on home runs. Like
1: I'm with, man. People I get that question all the time. Hey, you get mad when a guy pimps one off you? I'm like, why would I get mad at that? <laughs> if I if, if I uh if I strike him out in a big situation, I'm gonna fist pump. I'm gonna, you know, get excited. I'm it's part of the game. Like, right? man, hitting a home run's not not easy. It's hard. Right, so right. if you do it and you know you got it, pimp it. Now you pimp it and it doesn't get out, now you got you put your tail between your legs and you walk back into the dugout.
0: And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but every other country has like a team celebration, right?
1: Like yeah, for real. Like, the Dominicans,
0: Dominicans, leave the dugout. So do Venezuela. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in Japan they have some kind of like tunnel. Yeah, or something.
1: They'll do like a they do like a tunnel thing, or like right. in, in Japan. In Japan, when they hit a home run, they get like a stuffed animal, and they go through their buddies. Like they line up, and they give high fives, and then they'll throw like the stuffed animal off to the fan. Yeah, and then they do cool. whatever, like in the camera. Like, what is it, man? Like, why can't we have fun doing this? Right. Don't yeah, do sure. like, I don't get it. Can someone
0: throw me a stuffed animal if I strike out two in an inning? I'm throwing, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm biting my head off. I'm throwing it in Yeah, it. First
1: throw. Throw. Right? <laughs> that's what, dude, when I Right? I when I punch you out with bases base is made, you know, I'm going to give a big fist pump it up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to happen. So, yeah. a guy that hit a home run off me and pimp it, dude, and half the time I'm not even watching because I'm going, oh, crap. <laughs> Because that's what I'm like, no, trying to get that bad back because it's going through the air. Yeah. Uh, but, after
0: Hapet hit it over me, I couldn't even tell you what he did. I was watching it
1: go. Dude, wow, man.
0: <laughs> like, there's a couple of me hit it I'm like,
1: man, I just want to see how far this went. Like, oh, but, speaking of, there,
0: there's, I, I, last thing before we go, did you happen to see the home run Art Charles hit in Pueblo?
1: Yeah. That is a huge human being, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's another human.
0: Yes. It's so, another yeah.
1: he you want to hit out of the stadium?
0: Yeah. I I, try, I was trying to explain to kids. I'm like, you don't, first of all, you don't understand what that field is like and what's happening there. Second yeah. of all, do you know how far, like five. It was like 570
1: five, five or 580, something like that. Yeah. It's, I, like, I, it's, like a, it's
0: like a foot, it's like one or two feet below the record, it, whatever the record
1: is. you in Puebla or in Oaxaca?
0: No, he hit it in Pueblo.
1: He hit Pueblo. Someone, Someone hit one in Pueblo as well last yeah. year. That was like five-something. Yeah,
0: he hit it in Pueblo because I remember the, there's that bathroom in right field that's right. Yeah. And Oaxaca yeah. has the stands. Yeah. We, yeah. When we were playing there, we had a lady get – how about this? We had a lady get ambulanced off because one of our Venezuelans hit, a, hit one 12 feet off the ground, and she was holding popcorn, like trying to sit down. It hit her in the chest. Exploded popcorn everywhere. The trainer goes from first base to right field, tops the fence. They call the ambulance and keep the game playing. And I'm yeah. like, I'm,
1: I'm, so happy. I'm so happy. That's one thing I was so happy about that baseball decided to do is put those nets up, man. Like oh, yeah. the, the amount of fans that I've seen lose faces or lose teeth or to the hospital is just unreal, man. Like you don't understand these balls are coming out a hundred plus and you, I couldn't even catch it if it was coming at me, and let alone you know a kid or an adult, a parent, old lady. Like that was another nugget on that topic. But I'm so happy that baseball decided to do that.
0: For sure, sure, 100%. Yes, safety first for sure. All right, my friend. Well, look, it's been amazing. I'll see you some clips from this. This is really good. Thank you so much for your time. For sure, we got to do it again. Hit me up anytime, man. we got to play catch for sure. We'll definitely.
1: I told you um, I'll come down. I'll we'll come down. Some, we'll
0: get some 120s on the line. I'm all always. <laughs> down I, love, I love a good riffosaurus. Yeah, you know I
1: mean? for sure. Definitely. For sure. All right, all right brother. Appreciate I appreciate you having Thank you so me. so much. Have, have a, a good have. one.
0: See ya.